T-minus one minute. T-minus 50 seconds. T-minus 40 seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 happy Thursday and welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome, as always, every Thursday night to the NXT After Show. As usual, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, color commentator for the Belladonna Division down in Gadsden, Alabama, Battle Club Pro, and of course, Black Girl Magic 2, and host and writer for Women's Wrestling Talk. But I'm not alone because I am with these always fabulous, always stay ready so you don't have to get ready women. First off, we're going to start with the fabulous host and creator of NCAT We Trust. She's a writer. She's a host. She's a backstage correspondent. She's a recent guest on my first episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast of season five. She's all of the things, but most importantly, most importantly, she is Katrina, 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 Katrina Blake. How are you, Kat? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm happy to be here with you ladies uh, talking about the shenanigans this week, but happy to be here. Yes, yes, and we're happy you're joining us too. And of course, we have our amazing new co-host. She is the host of Unpopular Review and many other shows and a content creator, but most importantly, a really big NXT super fan just like us. She is Shay Sawyer. Panel Boo, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing all right. It's Thursday. I'm glad to, that the day is wrapping up and then tomorrow is Friday. So it's going to be great. 
So I'm just really glad um, to be at this point in the week. Now, of course, we have to get into everything that happened on NXT, which took place this Tuesday. So that's always a good thing. And I just can't wait. And of course, if you guys are watching on all of our platforms on Twitch, on Facebook and on YouTube, thank you for joining us tonight and chime in the comments if you hear something that resonates with you or there's a part of NXT that you really liked or didn't like, you know, sound off in the comments. But most importantly, be kind and don't be dangerous. So the show started off. <laughs> You got to tell folks sometimes. The show started off with the it with the first of two championship matches on this episode. It started with the NXT championship match between Braun Breaker and Von Wagner. They labeled this episode of NXT title Tuesday. And of course, both titles were bookended by both the championship matches. Um Braun Breaker was really fired up, you know, walking into the match. Um and, but Braun but not Braun Breaker, Von Wagner. Braun and Von rhyme, guys. So forgive me if I get it mixed up a little. Um Von came in hot as you can see in this picture. <laughs> he plopped Braun in the head with the kick and everything. Um so he had a lot of his power on display, but the thing that um Braun Breaker does as a champion is that he had to every you know opponent that he has so what did he do for mr von wagner he took him out little by little um with from bottom and all the way up and as you can see he hit a um a karana right there which is something i didn't even know that braun could do i was just like bruh look at you popping off with the karanas okay because Braun is kind of like a heavyweight build kind of dude. So so for him to be pulling like cruiserweight stuff, I was like, okay, big ups to you. I see you working it out. Um, there was a there was one moment where Von Wagner even went for a military press power slam. Um, but well, actually, no, Von didn't do that. Braun went for a military press power slam, but then Von escaped it. But then as he escaped it, he ran right into Braun Breaker's patented spear, and he wound up retaining his NXT title after that point so Braun Breaker is still our NXT champion so ladies how are we feeling about um this match and Von Wagner's performance in it and what could possibly be next for him and how are we feeling about Braun Breaker retaining his title only to face two other people um afterward he won like he should I mean Nobody's asking for Juan Wagner to be a champ. Nobody's like, yay, we want him. Not me. I'm, I can't speak for y'all, but not for me. I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, I can't wait. For, no, I don't know how he even got in the title picture. I still said I don't know how he got in the title picture, technically. He just like, oh, I'm next. Like, okay, well, then I'm next. In that case, that's all we need to do. I'm about to pop in people's matches all the time to get title shots. Um, so Braun won like he should have. Um, I would say Ron Ragnar did a little better than I've seen other matches as far as his. I was like, okay, I guess he pulled a little bit more out his bag because he's going against Braun. And I was like, okay, you got like a half a point, half a point. Uh, but Braun won like he should have. Uh, and it's like, now you got two more. <laughs> I feel like I respect the working champion, somebody who's like, you work and you're kind of defending all the time. And so nobody can kind of question your... Um, your championship ring. I feel like, you know, and he's not even having like matches where it's like squash matches. He's actually having to like wrestle. And so that's, I feel like this is making him look more legitimate anyway. Uh, I don't really like that it's like so many, but I, I feel like it's making Braun look more legitimate as a champion. And so I'm okay with that. And I'm glad Braun won because I would have been highly, highly upset 
that might have got some triple H or somebody would have probably got a letter because don't play with me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not you acting like Sammy and trying to call corporate or write corporate. <laughs> Uh, Shout out to Sammy, one of our women's wrestling talk writers. He always complains whenever something happens that he doesn't like. He always says he's gonna call corporate. And I the fact, and the fact that you said you was gonna write a letter if Von mm -hmm. Wagner had won the NXT title reminded me so much of that. Like Katrina was gonna write corporate. <laughs> like listen here, okay? What is this, Paul? What is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shay, how did you feel about the match? I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely one of the people who was like, how could this match possibly work? Because Vaughn has two left feet, or it seems that way. That's what it translates like. Um, but he really surprised me in this match. I was shocked. I was like, this can't be the same Vaughn I saw from two weeks ago. This is no way. It was so much better. Um, he did like a Death Valley driver, which I thought was so well executed. I was like, you? And then for Braun to win, I, I actually, Braun proved something to me, which he doesn't have to prove anything to me. But I always had this thought, because Braun is always in the match of people who kind of are more experienced in the ring than him. So I always had this idea of like, it kind of seems like Braun is only able to get to that level if he's in the ring with someone who's a little bit higher, who he can kind of match their energy as opposed to his own energy. Then seeing him in the ring with Vaughn kind of said, okay, you know what? You don't need nobody who's a little bit more than you. You can handle yourself now. You're like, you know, the kid, you know, sail away the boat. The boat is ready to sail. Uh, so that was really great to see. And I really, I actually... I would say I enjoyed this match. It was decent. Um, it wasn't what I thought it would be. So I was pleasantly surprised. And the right man definitely won. Yeah, I agree. I agree with your points in the in the sense that Vaughn is getting better in little places, but he still has a lot of improvement to make. Um, but I do agree with you and Katrina's sentiment in the idea that Vaughn Wagner, well, not Vaughn, but geez, Braun. Eh. Braun, 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 Braun. Baron Breaker should have retained the title. I do agree with that because honestly, Vaughn still has work to do and Braun is proving himself to be that guy. So with him, you know, celebrating that and showcasing his abilities and proving that he, you know, is a fighting champion. It's like, he's only, you know, going to continue to be more dominant as a champion. So I am glad that Braun Breaker won. So I'm, I do agree with y'all about that. But something that I don't agree with was the fact that JD McDonough decided to roll up on Braun Breaker backstage and be like, and, and basically tell him that he was not finished coming after him because he won the title and that irritated me because i'm just like bro how many times does Braun breaker have to beat you for you to understand and get through your thick skull that you are not the one you are not the one you're not the two or the three you can't do it he's beaten you three times one for the money two for the show all of that one for the father one for the son one for the holy ghost he beat you so chill it's like he just he's like a dog with a bone and i'm sick of it like Come on, JD. Find somebody else to fight. And he wound up did he wound up fighting somebody else later on, of course. But Jesus, like, come on, come on, JD. Come on. I know, I know Braun has to be tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm like, if you say this one more time, like again, I will find where you live and be like, listen here, bro, let it go. 
<laughs> do what they did in Frozen. Sing a song, let it go. Stop. <laughs> I'm over this too. I'm, I'm tired. Like, no, Braun is over you. Let it go. He's like right. the ex who don't know how to let go. Exactly. He's the Drake of, well, he's the Drake of NXT. He's the Drake of NXT. And also, Grayson Waller is the Drake of NXT. They just got two Drakes running around. Shay, we, we can't hear what you said. Oh, I said that's a lot of Drake. I'm sorry. <laughs> It is, but I'm just saying, like, you just got that type of behavior, and it's just, it's like, hey, when someone shows you who they are, you believe them. So that's what's going on. So, yeah, we'll get back to J.D. McDonough in a minute. But we, after that part of the show ended, we heard from Miss Zoe Stark, who decided that she was going to give us an explanation as to why she popped off on Nikita Lyons after they lost the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Um against team casey squared and she came out with a new look with the leather jacket and everything it was low-key giving like military girl like it was something about it that was low-key giving off like i was a badass in the military at one point and now i'm walking about just daring somebody to fight me like that's really what it's looking like but then she has that face and she's smiling and it's just kind of like i don't you're evil you're mean now but it's just like i want to just take your face and cuff it because it's so precious but in the meantime, that's just a me thing. She basically explained that she was done supporting every, every excuse me, everyone else. Um, like his, like she had been made to do with Nikita Lyons, and she basically called herself undeniable, and that she was going to be a problem for every woman in the women's division. And she talked about how she was basically pressured to tag with Nikita Lyons in terms of um the tag team tournament and stuff like that that happened months ago. Um, on the main roster and I thought that was really interesting that they dropped that in there and that she would you know call Nikita um basically like inexperienced and that she it made it seem like she was just wasting her time with her and that they really didn't have a full-on friendship for real so it seems like Zoe really is in the business of herself now and weirdly enough um Lions didn't come out to like attack her again i don't know where she was but either way it's just it was just really sad to see this happen but miss zoe is just on her own now so cat and shay how did you guys feel about um this promo from miss zoe uh i'm always impartial to heels i feel like if it's done well i can appreciate it better than i did when i was younger but I'm, I'm okay with what she said because, like, as I've said previously, Nikita has a lot of work she needs to do. She has made some some mistakes that I'm like, mm, 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 like you better clean that up. Like I'm, I shouldn't I shouldn't be seeing this. Like it has to be like it's one thing if the wrestler you're with knows you made a mistake, but if I can see it that glaringly, I'm like, mm, something needs to tighten up, sis. Tighten it up. And so in a way, I kind of understand because I thought that too is like. Sure, you can meet somebody and be friends with them right away because sometimes that just happens. But I'm also I don't be I don't call everybody a friend either. And so when she said, I was like, oh, I don't, I can't really say she's wrong because you can't just like oh be best friends. Like how? <laughs> you guys tagged in one match that you have best friends. But when did this happen? Y'all had brunch, shared mimosas, got drunk. It was like yay karaoke. Did that happen to maybe qualify as a best friend? Probably not. How did we get to best friends? I was questioning that for a while. I didn't understand. Like, okay, you guys are tag teams, but you're not. Like, at least with Caden and Katana, like, 
we know their friends they've been friends a long time and so they say oh my best friend i'm like you're right sis i believe that i didn't buy that whole heart and kitty was best friends like let's not lie like that and so i don't know if she was necessarily wrong did it come off kind of like i don't want to yeah maybe kind of kind of mean that she said that she didn't want to like have to kind of hit like kind of just deal with or hold people's hands in a way but i don't think she was wrong i feel like she definitely was holding her hands because sis needs some work I know she got a little bit, like she got a little kick in power, and but clearly she needs to break up and tune up a little bit. Uh, and maybe, you know, in like a year or something, we'll really see her doing some real damage. I just feel like she's not there yet. So, I mean, and I'm okay. Like when she came back and she got a big pop when she was going against Mandy, and I was, like I said, I thought maybe she couldn't beat Mandy for it because I was like, oh, okay, like you can wrestle. It's not that, not, not, like we're not sure what's happening right now. She was able to handle toxic attraction, you know, I'm like, okay. Like, and then all of a sudden it was tag team and so i kind of understand to an extent like you thought you was probably coming back to be on top and then all of a sudden it's just like no tag team with this new person and i kind of so i kind of understand i don't know if i would have said it in that way but i kind of understand what she was saying yeah i understand that sentiment what about you shay um yeah i totally get where you're coming from uh cat uh my only thing is i just am not it's something with Zoe when she's delivering her promos that just doesn't like connect with me. Like there's just something missing and I just need a little bit more flair, a little bit more passion behind her words for me to really get on board with her. Cause I already think she's an exceptional wrestler. Um, I just need a little bit more convincing on the, the promo side. Um, so that's my only thing. Um, I totally get where she was coming from with the whole thing of her. Cause I mean, I think this has kind of been a thing for her, even since when EO was there, not really like carrying EO. Cause obviously that's not the case, but like her feeling she's being stifled and being stuck in one specific area when she wants to be in another. Um, so I, I like the continuity of her character kind of, it's just, is kind of like where she was going to end up regardless, just from, you know, the pathing of her booking since before 2.0 so i am just excited to see where this goes and i know that this is definitely a match that's specifically to help nikita grow in ring um and then hopefully we see a little bit more from zoe i just want to see a little bit more passion behind her words that's my only issue yeah, I kind of agree with you in the sense of passion because there are some wrestlers, you know, in life, and this is no shade to any of these wrestlers who are stronger in ring than they necessarily are in coming in putting a personality across. And that's not necessarily like the worst thing because, of course, you know, with, with your athleticism, you can't go wrong. But then when it comes to your personality, it's like you don't necessarily pop. And when it comes to WWE, you do have to add a little spice and pizzazz to the whole entertainment component of it. And hopefully, you know, since, you know, she is in the performance center and that's where they, you know, craft superstars there, you know, she can continue to work on it and have ideas and it, they'll be open to whatever it is that she wants to do or she'll be open to whatever other suggestions that could come from that um in terms of her passion or in terms of you know what her character very well could be um so i believe that this will be a really good feud um i think it's going to be really cool and really interesting because we haven't really seen Nikita have like a full-on consistent feud and I feel like this is a really good place to start you're starting with someone who you thought you know was your friend and to Katrina's point it may you know for some people 
whenever you do make a friend, you know, and you make it that fast, it's just like, if you have a big heart, because I know, because I'm a girl with a big heart, um, it's like, you want to like bring the person close to you, like immediately, like you want to like, you know, take a liking to them and just make them your best friend immediately, like super fast. You know, if you have the smallest things in common, and maybe that's what happened with Nikita. She had such a big heart that she just, you know, enveloped Zoe in, not really taking in the discernment component of it that you really have to, you know, um, really think about certain things, you know, and really watch over people before you can really claim them as a friend. So I'm more than sure Nikita will probably come back and have more to say. But in the comments, let's go to the chat. At, um Wilson said thank you for watching saying hey NXT crew I love the Zoe promo she is undeniable he also said um Nikita can be a future star but Zoe is established that she is she's been wrestling for a long time they actually called her a veteran on commentary which I appreciated um Chad also said Nikita versus Lash was her most high profile feud yeah and the thing about that is it's like those two are still just starting so it wasn't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily call that like a high high profile feud but either way it wasn't like the most consistent because they didn't they fought like maybe a few times but didn't really fight like so much so to the point to where you could possibly call it a feud but then her and zoe haven't fought as much either like that in fact they've never fought so we just got to see where that goes and JD watching, of course, is saying, uh-oh, Stephanie Hardy talking about friendship again. I remember the last time she did, it became a clip. Yeah, well, I'm clippable. What can I say? Um, <laughs> I say things. And it's just like, that was that had to do with Roxanne and Cora Jade. And I was going off about that and basically said that when people break your heart, you want to just burn their stuff to the ground. And um, Professor Gerard and TK didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just being honest I was just being honest like when you really want to hurt somebody that's hurt you you want to destroy everything you, you but you can't let anger and vengeance consume you that's a lesson I learned from Black Panther 2 go see it um <laughs> so after that segment um, we had a little bit of a clip involving Chase U and Andre Chase, you know, questioning Duke Hudson's intentions in terms of throwing in the towel on their match. And Hudson made clear that he did so for the health of the professor. And then he offered um, Thea Hill a chair because she came in the office to basically say, um, to basically, you know, ask Andre Chase a question. But she said that... Um, Duke Hudson was actually kind of growing on her. And that made me scared. I was like, excuse me? No, I just don't think this should be happening. Because I just really feel like Duke Hudson is in it for the sake of infiltrating them and getting close to Andre so he can just go ahead and attack him and possibly dismantle Chase U from the ground up. It's kind of dark. I feel like there's just a really dark story behind that. Like, but we're still, it's going to be like a slow burn kind of thing. So we just got to wait and see for that. And in the comments, JD, I'm clippable will make a good shirt. I'm, yeah. Hmm. It's a good idea. But moving forward with the rest of the show, we had a little bit of a of a tag team match. If you could really call it a match, um, you could almost call it a squash match between Indu Share, um, of course, which is the team of of wow. Veer Mahan and Sangha. There we go. Veer Mahan and Sangha. And they were going up against George Cannon and Jake Fing Fingato, who I'm assuming were probably local talent. Um, 
yeah, this was a one-sided match here. <laughs> like, I don't want to necessarily be unkind and say, oh, this was just a squash match or whatever, but it kind of it was it was kind of yeah, a little bit cut and dry. You saw a lot of the power that they've had on display, but a lot of us really hadn't seen Sangha really fight as much or with a team member that actually is as large as that and as imposing as um, Veer Mahan is or as they both are so that was interesting to see in this match but here again it felt very one-sided and in the end Indu Cher wound up winning and they cut a promo afterward and basically said that they want to come after the Creed brothers who they did have a little bit of a moment with um, last week after the Creed brothers sort of won their match and stuff so they called them out and basically said they wanted to come for come for um, the entire tag team division, and that's basically where that ended. But then the Creed brothers were backstage watching that, and they didn't take too kindly to it, even though Ivy Nile with Tatum Paxley next to her was telling telling them that they shouldn't be focused on them and should be focused on the NXT tag team champions um, pretty deadly. But they disagreed and said that they were going to accept the challenge um, that Indushare offered to them. So starting with Shay, how did you feel um, about this? match and how do you feel about Indushare and what they have to offer as a tag team and their promo um I mean I'm okay with Indushare because I feel like it gives them something to do um because I feel like they really didn't have anything I mean we remember the long Veer is coming uh packages for weeks for weeks on Raw so to finally see Veer doing something I'm all for it and Sango wasn't really doing anything but being a a a valet for Valentina Faraz and Yalissa Leon. So, I mean, again, this is perfect for them. Um, this match was exactly what it needed to be. It's to establish them as a monster group. I don't know the last time they really had a monster type group. Um, probably something recent, but I'm going to say the most like in my mind would be um, the authors of pain. As I could think of like the most like, intense type of tag team that's like physically opposing but um imposing geez pray for me um but i'm just uh i, I don't i'm glad to see them in this position and i want to see where it goes i was a little confused when they came at uh the creed brothers just because i was kind of like wouldn't you go straight to the top i don't know maybe they just have a different approach but i'm i'm used to like I'm just going to go call out the champions, not some guys that are also tag guys that I just felt like saying, I want to prove that I'm stronger than you. But this could also be their way of establishing their dominance because I think Creed Brothers are like the the toughest tag team right now in NXT. So maybe they're trying to draw a line in the sand. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, Kat, how are you feeling about Indushare? I mean, okay, with them, uh, like Shay said, we I, there's not too many like really imposing opposing teams. A lot of the times, a lot of tag teams are a lot smaller, uh, in general, and so to have two guys who's kind of you know heavier and a little more weight to them, a little more taller, they can really be a force, you know, in NXT and do a little damage. And considering what Rear was took his year long journey to get to Raw in the first place, and then all of a sudden. He wasn't in Raw, and I'm like, well, y'all didn't did all this to get this man to Raw. He was, he then clearly walked from wherever to get there, and so I was just like, so we do all this, and now he's back at NXT. It's like, oh, all right, yeah, the man, the man was, we was waiting <laughs> for him, okay? Like, 
not that I was really written, but the, the, the promos leading up to him coming was like, you know, he'll be here. And I'm like, well, he's taking a long time. Like, so he got there to get put to NXT. And so I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this. And so you have it with somebody else who's also like more, more imposing. They can really do something with them. Uh, I do think the match was a squash match. So I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Those poor guys had no chance. <laughs> like, it was definitely a squash match, uh, but I'm okay with the team up. I, I, I'm interested to see what they go with them as far as what else they'll do uh, with them. If they really put some oomph behind them, they can actually be really dominating and like a really dominant. And this last time we had a super dominant like team in WWE that was like of that size. We haven't had one in, in some time, you know, and there's not too many I can think of like off top either. It's like all these, we don't have too many of those. And so they can really be something that they really put their the gas on them properly. So we'll see, but I'm okay with the team up. Yeah, I'm all right with the team up too, but to Shay, I know, but to Shay's point, how she was talking about um, the approach of them challenging the Creed brothers um, instead of going straight to the top. Um, I kind of agree with that, but then at the same time, when you think about the Creed brothers, um, they were, of course, former tag team champions, and they're probably one of the cleanest, one of like one of the like technically sound tag teams that they have in all of WWE and not just NXT. Like when you're fighting them, you know you're going to get you going to get the best action, the best as athleticism that you could ask for. So, I don't necessarily blame them for calling the Creed brothers out. Um and I don't necessarily bl- blame the Creed brothers for actually answering that challenge and accepting it either. Because of course, you know, if you want to, you know, prove that you're the best, you're going to have to fight the best. You know, it's just like Ric Flair said, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that's what you have to do in this situation. And that applies to tag teams as well. So I am intrigued to see Indu share as a tag team. Um, but their promo, um, their promo skills might be a little bit to be desired because weirdly enough, they were saying that they feel like they're respected, you know, where they're actually from. But then in the United States, there aren't. And I was just like, how could you say you're not respected in the United States when we're just seeing you as a tag team? operate tonight like huh but aside from that you know their action is really good so i'm not too worried about them when it comes to that so um i'm excited i'm excited for them so moving forward we back to the person who i was just talking about who gets on my nerves we had a match between jd mcdonough and apollo cruz because of course a Apollo Crews wants to prove that he is next in line to challenge Braun Breaker for the NXT title. And J.D. McDonough, of course, wants to, you know, prove that he should be the only person going for the title. Like, no, sit down. Um, (laughs) So basically, this match was kind of like an unofficial um, momentum slash number one contendership slash type of match um you could say that this was the type of match that it was but it was pretty good at first even though it low-key seemed like jd mcdonough was taking advantage of apollo cruz like in the first early going of it apollo cruz was popping up and hitting all kinds of kip-ups and everything to let him know like you are not about to run over me and just ignore me just because you know I may not have been successful in one place and I haven't fully made my mark here, but you're not just going to, you know, run me over. And in this picture, as you can see, he threw JD McDonough into the commentary desk, (laughs) which seems to get a whole lot of action every week. Like seriously, it was cool. 
Um, because Apollo has always been one of the wrestlers who's just been powerful, but also at the same time still move with like the precision of a cruiserweight, and that's something that's been really impressive about him. And he really showed out in this match against JD McDonough, even though there was a couple of times where I thought JD was really gonna take advantage and you know get real brutal like he's been as of late. It didn't necessarily work this time. JD, what's going on? What happened with all that action and all that noise you was talking? Because in the end, freaking Apollo Crews won with an elevated choke slam. Apollo Crews won this match. So now he has the upper hand and he has the momentum that if he wants to challenge Braun Breaker immediately, like say for deadline or for whatever, he can do that. Um, so yeah. And then after that, Braun Breaker came out and him and Apollo Crews had a little bit of a stare down in the midst of it. So that was really cool. I like this match. Um, and I'm glad that Apollo Crews won. So Katrina, how did you feel about that? And um, were you happy that Apollo Crews won the match and had the momentum instead of so I like Apollo Crews uh for the most part. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. I still think his reasoning, his his road to the championship is pure nonsense. And so because of that, I actually was like, just can this be a match that like one of those like random disqualifications so we can just ignore the, these shenanigans. Um, I just, I want to feel, I just, I didn't, I, I just, the reason it was so ridiculous to me, I still don't understand how you feel like, oh, I win a championship title, that means you get one. Like, okay. Well, I want cheesecake all the time. I don't have it all the time because that's not how it works. And so, yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, the match, I, I was okay with him winning with regards to JD. I really be irking my soul. And so <laughs> I feel like of the two who irks me the most, JD irks me the most. And because he really lost multiple times and he lost cleanly <laughs> multiple times. It's not a situation like with Mandy's type of situation where there's always some kind of shenanigans happening. You lost three times clearly and you're still in like, you know, denial and like, oh, I need more time. No, that's not how this works. No, like you go to the back of the line, okay? Like when you play a game at school and you got to take turns and you lost, guess what? You go to the back of the line. That's what we tell the kiddies. And so JD to the back of the line. There's, there's no, oh, I get another chance. How? Because in that case, I'm about to call. Let me call, bro. Like, yeah, bro, let me text you randomly. Can I get a title shot? I, I, I watched you on TV one day and felt the way, you know what? I deserve a title shot. That's how ridiculous the reasoning is. So I was okay with Apollo like winning because JD is more agitating to me. But I still think both of their reasons is just pure ridiculousness because it's like, so we just, okay, we're going to lie on TV. We're going to just lie on national TV like this, like how you think you deserve another opportunity after losing multiple times, multiple times. You had a, and then you had an option, a triple threat match at least, because you know, you can pin the other one and you still lost. So it's like, you you can pin somebody else into a threat match and you still lost. And so no, absolutely ridiculousness. And I still don't understand Apollo's reasoning, but I was okay with the win. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that right now they're just trying to fill spots for Braun. Um, so I definitely don't see Apollo beating Braun at all. Um, I did enjoy this match, though. I mean, I knew that I would when I saw the names as well. I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is going to be a good match. It just has no choice but to be, right? Um, 
So for JD, I do agree. He does need to go to the back of the line. I do want to see him win the title, though. I do love JD. I can't lie. Like, he's so good in the ring. He's, like, very undeniable. It's, like, really hard to be like, yeah, you know, screw this guy. He sucks. Like, I, I can't say that because he's just so good. Every match he has is just like, ah, this guy is amazing. But he definitely does need to get the winning back up because right now it's not giving winning it's it's very much losing a lot so i need him to figure that out in the meantime apollo could take this l in a minute when he faces braun um and then we'll go from there we'll go from there I thought she was judging me. I thought that was like a judge stare. <laughs> I thought it was too. Like, what happened? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm here? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Shay, um, is it possible um, that you could repeat what you were saying in terms of your hot take that JD is mentioning in the comments? Okay, so the hot take was basically that JD does need to go to the back of the line because he has lost. Um, I do think he will get there, though, just because I feel like they're putting so much behind him. He's getting multiple uh, segments within a show along with a match. I think that they do see something in him, but he's lost. And so he needs to fight his way back. And he just lost to Apollo, so that's even worse. And now you really, really got to get your wins up because it's like you kind of falling behind there, JD. Uh, but I do think he's really, really talented, and I do want to see him with the title at some point, just because I feel like he's very undeniable. But for now, Apollo can be on the journey of the next person to take an L to Baron. I feel like JD would make a good evil champion. <laughs> like if they, like if you want a heel champion, then maybe. But. Uh... I don't know. I feel like if somebody like him that was running, a, somebody like him who's just as sick and twisted as him running around with the title, like there's just a lot of damage that would just go unchecked. And I'm just not sure if we're ready for that. I'm not sure if we're ready for that. I mean, not discounting his talent because JD McDonough is talented. I just don't think, you know, that level of power, you know, in his hands would be healthy for anyone. It might be healthy for you, but it might not be healthy <laughs> for anyone else in the locker room or whatever. Like it would just be a little bit dangerous. I don't know. Um, but I am, but but let's consider the idea that Apollo Cruz would go on and beat Braun Breaker. How would you guys, you know, feel about that? And how would you be able to visualize him as NXT champion? I see faces, but just <laughs> just tell me. Just on Thursday, just put that negative energy in the air. I thought, uh, I just, I, I mean, let me be clear. I, I'm a fan of Apollo Crews to the extent that I've actually wanted him to do well before. I did. However, again, I feel like because I feel a way about his rise to the championship match, that I'm like, this is not how we do things, bro. Um, and you're supposed to be like, and then his constant character change in the last couple of months when you was like, 
Luke Cage, and then you was like Supernatural apparently, and all types of weird stuff that was happening. He changed his character so many times that I'm like, I don't even know what I feel about what. So to do that and still the title shot is like how, and I feel like that's my biggest issue. And so right now, like maybe in like a few months when I'm not annoyed by all of this, I'd be like, okay, I wouldn't mind it. But right now, absolutely, absolutely not because no. No, I just, like, I don't know what he was doing. Like, he was in restaurants being, you know, the unsung hero. And all of a sudden, you have, like, blood coming out of your eyes. And I'm like, well, what is this? Like, this is not a horror movie I've seen before. Like, this weird stuff. It's just weird. And I, I didn't understand how we went through all of that. And then I was also feeling the way about his promo before when he was like, I didn't want to use my Afghan. I'm like, bro, people was hype about you using your culture. Now, all of a sudden, it's beneath you. And even that, I was kind of annoyed by. So his NXT, he's been doing shenanigans. And so I just feel like, and I like him, but his shenanigans were too much for me. And now he just put himself at the top of the line for matches. And I'm like, oh, so we're just going to keep up with the shenanigans all the rest of the year, I see. This is 2022 shenanigans with you, Apollo. And so, yeah. So because of that, I just feel like, no. I, I no. I'm going to be upset. And again, Michael Sean, to use his government name. Okay, Paul people getting letters. Do not play. <laughs> I'm going to be like that that Kermit the Frog gif when he's typing furiously and it's like, that's going to be me. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. So that's what's going to happen now. Let's not do those shenanigans. I mean, but here's the thing though. You do have a, a very a very good point about that. His, his character has gone from over here to over here to over here to over here to over here. You're right. And honestly talk about this before Shay this was before you joined us um when he did you know come back to NXT and he wasn't his character from what he was on the main roster before oh my god and when he gave the reasoning as to why it was just such a it was such a terrible reason it was very cringy because it's just like you stopped claiming your Nigerian heritage you know um like you were doing you know which was probably the best thing you did in your career you know, as of late, and then you threw it away, you know, for what? To be Luke Cage slash superhero slash that's so Apollo slash all this other stuff. So I completely understand Katrina's point. I completely get it. I completely get it. Someone like that, you know, you can't necessarily, I guess, hold on to as a champion because he can't hold on to who he is. And when you don't know who you are, you can't move forward in, in the world with purpose. And it and if he doesn't know who he is, then he can't be a champion. But Shay, how what are your um feelings on Apollo Cruz and the possibility of him being NXT champion? Um, I mean, I really wouldn't be for it. I think for me, Apollo kind of falls into the same thing of the whole passion thing. Like a lot of times I don't get a lot of passion from him when he's, you know you know, doing uh, his uh, speaking. I, I don't get it. I don't I don't get that fire. It's just always very general. I think the only time I really felt the most from him was when he did his um, native, like, you know, uh, his culture, you know, like I felt like he was the most in tune when he was doing that. Now it's kind of like he's trying to fit into a, a box that it doesn't even feel like he's even comfortable in the role because it doesn't it doesn't translate to seem authentic to me like it doesn't come off that way and i absolutely love that you said that so apollo that cracked me up because i never understood how he sees things in his own way with his visions and then he lives it out the way that he's supposed to do it or something like is this being erica it's it's ridiculous so i just 
I would not, because he needs to find himself first. Like, that's the last thing he needs. I'm sorry. Sis, thank you. Because clearly, being Eric, I haven't heard about that in a while. He got lost along the way. Clearly, he's lost. He needs to go to the river, figure it out. Because I'm, no, I'm over it. <laughs> like, no, do you find yourself and then talk about, you do that first and then talk about being a champion. Don't do all that and you don't know what you want to do with your life. All confused. Acting like, what you call it from, uh, what's that? Split. James McAvoy split. We had like, like all Whoa. these, that's, that's what I'm getting from him right now. Like, why well, we got all these personalities Whoa. happening? Pick one <laughs> so we can decide how to feel. And then maybe I'll be like, you know what? Okay, fine. But right now, absolutely not. Because what are we doing? What is this? Like, what's happening? Whoa. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, you know, I all these points were made, and I agree with that. Um, yeah. From an athletic perspective, it seems that he has it, but it's like we, but it's like, you know, we're saying um, he does have to, you know, solidify who he truly is. But one thing that I will say is this, though, something different that he did add to the play is the fact that he did more than just look at it and try to manifest it, you know, from his brain. He did more than that. He actually put his money where his mouth was. He challenge like him and jd mcdonough fought to see who could very well be next in line and he fought him and he beat him down and he literally you know told braun breaker twice in the same night like i'm coming for you so at least he did that and at least you know he has that on his side if he has nothing else but you know that's something different that he did do so it's okay so moving forward to another um beautiful part of the show that I enjoyed um, from a very womanly perspective. It was the contract signing for the NXT North American title match between Wesley and Carmelo Hayes, of course, accompanied by Trick Williams. And this was moderated by um, Hall of Famer and color commentator for NXT Booker T. And let me just say, I had to, I actually, while I was watching this part, I took a picture of it because honestly, it just doesn't get any better than that when it comes to like black excellence in terms of the past and the present, you know, coalescing. Cause when you think about, even though people have their feelings about Booker T, which are valid um, and everything, a lot of what he and his brother did basically helped set the tone for the, for the future to come in like this. And you have Wesley, you have trick and you have Carmelo who are um, some of the best it is, or at least trick who's still growing rather. Um, but he has a lot of personality though. So I will give him that. And then you have Carmelo, who is always on 10. And then you have Wesley, who's always on 10. You know, they're the future. And Booker T is the basically one of the one of the people who helped for this to happen in terms of black excellence in men, men's wrestling. So this was really important for me in terms of representation. I like this segment right here for that reason alone. I took a picture of it because I was like, this is beautiful. Um, and another thing that was beautiful was Carmelo Hayes' suit. Um, I'm going to get to what was said in a minute, but I just feel like we should take a moment to talk about Carmelo's suit. Um, I kid you not. I was standing up, um, while this part was coming on and he was making his entrance and trick introduced to me. And he walked in with that purple and gold suit. And I was like, Oh, I like, I audibly out loud said, Oh my God. Like, and then he has the nerve to not even have on like a dress shirt underneath. That's how fine he knew he was. 
when you you know you fine when you can wear a suit and not wear a shirt with it. He came up in that suit, and I was just like, Lord, Carmelo, would you, you know, consider being mine? Like, would you? Like, is is that a possibility? Uh, <laughs> I just lost it. I just lost it. Carmelo is fine, guys. He is so fine, and I just can't deal with how fine he is. Whoo! He's a great wrestler, but he really is fine. It's and Trick is fine too, but Carmelo in the purple suit that, that just did something to me. But moving forward, get get past the thirst. Um, this segment was really good. Um, Booker T was really good at keeping the order. You could tell he was very intense, and you could also tell, you know, he has mad respect for these two. He's said on multiple occasions that Carmelo is a part of his top five in NXT, you know, and people he's always watching and stuff. So you could tell, you know, he had the passion for it and why they were there and everything. Um, Wesley was not about to play any games, even though Carmelo was kind of just throwing him off to the side and saying, look, you're just a transitional champion. I am him. I'm supposed to be the champion. You're not like he was just saying all the reasons why he's not that guy. And Wes was basically recounting his journey towards the NXT um, North American title up until that point. But Trick was just insulting him over and over again. But Wesley decided to clap back and say, look, you may be saying all that, but today Carmelo is just your meal ticket. Like Carmelo is your meal ticket. And then after you get through eating off him, where are you going to go next? And that's a valid question. <laughs> so that was really interesting. And even when it seemed like they were about to fight, Carmelo hit another bar because he's just so good at bars. Um, He literally said that he was about the first 48 Wesley and all these witnesses ain't going to do nothing about it. And I was like, God dang. He doesn't miss at all. Carmelo don't miss. He don't miss with his action and he don't miss with his words either. So when it looked like stuff was about to get hot, Booker T broke it up. They signed a contract and the contract was made official. So these two are going to fight each other next week for the NXT North American title. I feel like this match is going to be really good because um, these two men are very, very talented. And of course, you know, Trick Williams going to be out there with the mess. But either way, it's going to still be a good match match so trivial about this segment um and everything that was said between these two competitors i enjoyed it um as i said previously carmelo is nice to look at and sounds like i'm usually mm, about loud color suits just because that was my issue kind of with roman in the beginning when he used to wear like those plaid suits and i'm like roman mm -mm, like we gotta do better do better what, what is this plaid what is, what is this and so I'm usually not happy about loud, loud suits because I'm like, hmm, one of those. However, he actually looked far out here. Like, normally, I would have something sarcastic to say about somebody in a purple suit. Uh, but he actually looked okay at it. Like, and then he had like new stress shirt on, so it was just like the abs. And I was like, okay, see a little, see a little bit, little peek, you know, I see. And I was okay with that. I, th I think... You know, you mentioned Booker T, and I'm like, yeah, sometimes Booker T be saying some shenanigans. I have gotten very upset with some of the things he said before because it's very uh, narrow-minded at times. But I can also, two things can be true at the same time. You can say some ridiculous things and still be uh, praised for what you did. And so he did his thing for everybody else, but sometimes he needs to get it together. And like, mm -mm, think, about, think before you tweet. Um, 
However, I was okay with the segment. I, I, uh, as I said previously, I think Carmelo's at like I would love to see him. Like he's somebody I would not mind fighting Braun, and I wouldn't be upset. Like, oh why? Because at least you actually had a championship before. You've been in some feuds and whatever the case may be with some like top notch competitors. You didn't, and he even in the, his ego because his ego is clearly saying he's the. This is his belt. Like completely dismissed the Wesley's win. Uh, even with that, he could have easily said that to Braun and I wouldn't have bad an eye. And this is taking his looks out of it, honestly, because he's actually done things. I'm like, okay, well, that's what makes some sense. I will probably be like, I don't know, don't, don't get extra smart with your mouth because I don't particularly like people being extra, extra. But I would have believed that more than the other two. And so while it would be nice to see him as NXT champion, I do think he feels he is the the North American champion. I think that's why he keeps going back to it. And that's person times you know you got that one wrestler that that's their belt, and we know that that's he's going to be the one of the people like in the future is like oh he was that North. He's going to be one of the people associated always with that belt because of what he's been doing with the belt. And so I took it as he's being arrogant, but also I kind of understand it to the extent like you know people was looking for him but they was really looking for him when he became the North American championship I, a champion i feel like that kind of elevated him in a bit so i think it's gonna like wesley is also a fantastic wrestler and so i feel like it's gonna be a really good match because it will be a one-on-one -on -one match and not like the ladder match which was like multiple parties moving at the same time i feel like we can really kind of see them shine i think they will uh and so yeah i'm hoping trick doesn't involve himself because I feel like he will, but I, I think it's going to be a good match, and I'm okay with him going for it, only because I feel like he feels that that's his title. Like, he's, like, one of those wrestlers who kind of, like, this belt is going to always kind of be associated with him. Like, oh, this was one of his, like, he he was one of those champions you're going to probably always remember to have the belt, and I, I, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's actually a good thing that, you know, like, oh, okay, like, you know, the spinning John Cena belt, even though other people have it, I never I always felt he it should have only been John Cena because it was the gimmick, and it worked. Then my other had it. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's not the same. Mm. And because John Cena had the whole, all the hip hop stuff happening, and so it made sense to have the spinning belt like a spinning rim. Everybody else, I'm like, mm, no, that's John Cena's belt. Even though he, many people had it after that, and so I feel like in this regard, it's just like that's his belt. And so because he feels that he's gonna probably keep going for it until he goes up uh, to SmackDown and Raw. So I'm okay with it. I think it's gonna be a fantastic match. Yes, I would also go on record to say that Wesley isn't bad on the eyes either. You know, he just didn't have on the suit. But Wesley isn't bad on the eyes either. He's pretty handsome too. As y'all can see, I have a type. But go ahead, Shay. How, tell us how, tell us how you felt about this um, <laughs> about this segment with the contract signing. <laughs> um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I've enjoyed the build of this uh, ongoing feud between Wesley and Carmelo. Um, because they're both just so talented and they both bring it every time. Wesley, I feel like he does get credit for how he is on the mic, but not enough, I feel, because he is so good. And he can keep up. He definitely was keeping up with Carmelo. Like he he wasn't getting like destroyed. Like I've seen some times in the past, you know, with Carmelo, like, you know, his mouth is crazy. You could definitely get destroyed by Carmelo very quickly. Um, and also to point out, when you said he said one line, there was another line he said that literally I was, I think I was talking to um, Bad Guy. And I just said, oh, like I just screamed in my home because I was like, who says that? He said, your absolute limit is where I pull up and start from. What? Why would you say that to someone? That is so hurtful, Carmelo. That is so hurtful. <laughs> like, 
I, the, the lines he comes up with and the way he was dressed, Carmelo presents himself like a star in every aspect. And I just love watching him every week because I'm never disappointed. Uh, so just seeing this, I know that their match that they have is going to be the best match they've had between ever any time they've ever encountered each other. Just because I feel like this is the the epitome. This is the very top of the mountain. And these guys have been going at it. Locker room fights, hallway fights, in the audience, everywhere. They have been fighting. It is time to end it. And this match is going to be outrageous. And this is going to be the match that basically... It's going to be amazing. I'm excited. I'm very excited too. And you, I'm so glad you said that other that other bar from him. Because it's just like, Carmelo, where you be coming up with this stuff at? Like, that reminds me of that time he was on commentary. And he told, um, and he told Vic Joseph and um, I believe it was Vic and, um, and Booker and someone else. He said something along the lines of, of when, like, for Christmas, I asked for setbacks so I could over just so I could overcome them. And I was just like, What? <laughs> I was like, Come on, what? Huh? what? No one man should have all that power. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. But he does. And it's just like, Oh my God. I, I don't know what to do with him. I just don't know what to do with him. I love a handsome, athletically sound smart man i love it <laughs> i love it i love it he he ticks all the boxes he ticks all the boxes okay but literally like if he if this is gonna be possibly like his last time going for the nxt north american title then i feel like this will be like the most epic battle we've seen you know we've seen from the both of them and because you know wesley is gonna try his hardest and he said it in the promo that he was going to try his hardest, you know, to win the title, you know, back. Well, not win the title back, but just retain it and all of that. So, you know, they really going to really bring it. And I'm really excited about that. But these bars, man, like, I just don't know what to do with Carmel. I, I I just want him to just walk, almost walk away from this feud and start a feud with Braun. Heck, start a feud with Roman Reigns. Start a feud with Roman Reigns. And... Become the undisputed, <laughs> become the undisputed <laughs> champion. It's just, it's just do that. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Let's not. Mm, not, not my room. Too soon. Like, I can't know. I can't know. I just why not? Just I like Carmelo, but I love Roman. <laughs> That's a whole level, a different level. Like. It has to, I have to really buy whoever he loses to. I have to truly buy it. And I know I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I know oh, I'm going to be upset. Buy Carmelo beating Roman? I feel like he done too much now. Like, Brock Lesnar had a ring on him and he won. I feel like after that, it is going to be very hard for me to believe anybody else beating him. It has to be. I, and that's why I was like the only person for right now that I can see that I will buy will be The Rock family. In regards to his whole, I'm over everybody in the family, and so I mean, I like Carmelo, but let me let's not get carried away. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, I might be a little upset about that. Like, I can't. And when I have to choose between my my faves in WWE, Roman is usually the one on top. Just can't like it's used to the you see him like it's like I do question his suit choices, but I mean, as far as that, everything else is just like whoo, like. Just breathing. Look at you. 
I don't do any figuring out. That's, that's, that's. Well, basically, I'm just saying, you know, just strap the rocket to Carmelo. Carmelo's ready, okay? That's all I'm saying. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready for big things, and I just want big things for him, okay? I just want big things for Carmelo because he just has it all, you know? Now, of course, I'm not saying, you know, let's book him for today because, of course, you know, realistically, that's a bit much to ask for. But I'm just saying, you know, Carmelo just really has it all. He has it all. And with a little bit more fine-tuning, he very well could be WWE champion one day. But, you know, we just got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see it. But seriously, he has it all. And I can't wait to see them face off against each other. And I can't see what other suits he wears because, Lord. Moving on. <laughs> we had a backstage segment with um, Javier Bernal, who was talking with Mackenzie Mitchell, um, who said that, you know, he wanted to take on the best uh, potential opponents in NXT. But he kept naming people who either aren't there or who are, you know, preoccupied with other feuds. So that was really funny. So I was like, OK, Javier, you just can't get right at this point. So, yeah. Then we had another segment involving... Um, who we can only assume at this point is Dominic Dijakovic um, talking about justice and all of that. Loki looking like um, looking like Commissioner Gordon from Batman. So yeah, um, that's no shade though, because Commissioner Gordon's cool. Okay, like especially in the cartoons, love that. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. But still, um, literally, that's what it's giving to me. But moving forward with the in-ring action, back to the action in, inside the ring, we had another tag team match with the Dyad um, with Joe Gacy and Ava Rain coming out um, versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, a.k.a. Team Alabama and Auburn. That's what my dad calls them um, because one of them is from Alabama, but it's okay. Um, basically, this match um, was pretty good. And it had a pretty okay start. And then something I love was like in this picture right next to us, you have the dyad coming out or at least the schism coming out with these masks that have on these words and on, and the words on them were like various deadly sins. And I thought that was very dark and creepy. I was like, Ooh, I wonder what that means. Why do y'all have these words on the mask? It was like wrath and greed and malice and other things. I was like, Ooh, okay. I liked it. It was creepy, but I like it. Um, but basically, this tag team match was pretty good. Of course, you had the um, former um, grizzled young veterans um, fighting in the match. Um, Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed fighting against the other two. And it was a pretty okay match until it started to go all over the place. And then Kiana James, who has, of course, been beefing with Fallon Henley and the other two, came out and interrupted and then they got distracted and there was all kinds of you know shenanigans where she got where Fallon had pushed Kiana James into Josh Briggs uh, well into Brooks Jensen and he was just holding on to her because he hope he's very hopelessly and like slash love <laughs> all the time so in the midst of all of that distraction and everything this led to Briggs taking a double lung blower from Rip Fowler and Jag and Jagger Reed which got the dyad another win so they have continued to go on this um dominant tear especially since Ava Rain has joined their ranks so yeah we really don't know what exactly is coming next for them but in the midst of that you still have this sort of inner feud with kiana james and fallon henley that's popping off due to the fact that um due to the fact that kiana wanted to buy her bar and she wasn't letting her do it so 
in the midst of that, you have that little bit of a feud going on with those two. And then you also have what you don't know whether or not Josh Briggs is going to like dump his friends to go with Kiana James just because she's cute and smart. So there's a lot there, but ladies, how are we feeling about this match and how are we feeling about the rise of the dyad and and the Kiana James of it all? It was okay. It was pretty solid. Um, I do like that since Ava Rain has been there, that they're like, even though she hasn't had it, I don't know when they're going to give her a one-on-one to kind of really see her set in the ring. But I do like that as far as with her group, they're like, like a unit. Like I, again, you know, outside of the nonsense she was saying, I do like that they seem like really in sync uh, with each other. And that's always a good thing if you're trying to have like a stable, at least a dominant one. Uh, and so I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I'm hoping this whole Kiana James thing is not going to be the discord though. Cause I'm like, can, why can it always be a woman discord for your guys breaking? Like, like how many times we've seen like a woman and then all of a sudden they have like these issues because the woman is magically involved. Like I can't be regular that a woman is there. Okay, and I'm all for love and all that stuff. Um, but every time it's like, why is like, if it's some woman involved, it's like now there might be business discord between the group. And so I'm hoping that's not where they're going with that. And it was just truly just a miscommunication. And this is not going to be like a really big thing where all of a sudden we're going to be questioning, is this going to be a breakup because he has his eyes on uh, somebody. Uh, but I do think that as regards to Fallon and, and Kiana, it, it, we can really well get like a decent feud. Uh, if they really put it without so much revolving around like the dudes. I feel like if they kind of move away a bit from the dudes aspect of it, it could really be a decent feud. All right, you Shay. Um, so yeah, I've been really enjoying just seeing the growth of this group. Cause I we're still so in the early stages of them still trying to figure out what is the, you know, concept. Like you could see that every week I feel like it changes like they have one extra uh you know thing that they've added on like you know uh, what do you call it? i'm sorry the word is escaping me but like they have one item or like a mask or like it's written with this or one week they have a yellow mask next week they have a, it's, it's something different and i like that they're still so early to learning what they are uh because when we finally figure it out it's gonna be awesome right um i was glad that they're uh getting more, I feel like they're getting more wins now, which is what they need to establish themselves as an opposing team. Um, also, uh, Friggs and Jensen, like, figure it out. Please figure it out. You have to be better. Help Fallon more. Like, I feel like they're always at the mercy of, oh, there's a woman. Go, 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 go. Start flipping on their feet. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Um, Fallon... I think she's great. I think she's very like, she has a lot of potential. So I, I, I'm excited to see where that goes. I think after the thing with uh, Kiana, it'll go somewhere, but I do see Kiana getting the upper hand with this for some reason. I don't know why, but I just feel this way. Um, I actually thought that Ava was going to get physical this match because Fallon was there. I was like, okay, well, there's one woman, one woman out here. I didn't think about Kiana and her issues because she wants to buy something that someone doesn't want her to buy. It's an absurd feud to be having. No means no. What is wrong with her? Um, so I'm just excited to see where everything goes for them, but I am happy that the dyad uh, is winning matches. Yeah, I kind of like that too, but I do have a question for the both of you. Um, in terms of the feud involving Kiana James and also involving um, Fallon Henley, um, this feud is a little different in the sense that they are fighting, in a sense, over 
property because of course you have Kiana James who has all of her certifications and she's a business owner and all of the above and all of the letters. So she's trying to buy this property from her. Fallon said no, but she's still trying to push with money because of because apparently business people do that. I don't know. I'm not a business person. Um, would you guys prefer for her for them to have another type of feud where they aren't fighting over something like that? Or or is or basically like is this feud not working or would you prefer them feuding over like or is this feud okay or is it just too much or is it not good enough i mean it's okay i mean you said like business people are pushy and think about all the spam calls i mean now i have to think about spam calls don't get through but you know the spam calls be like, oh, you gotta do like you get kind of agitating, and so and to an extent I can kind of understand like, okay, why should we might be a little bit annoyed by that because it's like if I said no, the answer is no. There's no less trying to reconvince me after I already told you, and so actually it's not too far of a stress that that will be something to be upset about because realistically I do not like that. I don't like like if I'm like, no, thank you, but there's no but. <laughs> I said no, thank you, and so it's like. You know, it's not too far as would be annoyed about it. I'm just hoping in, in return, it's not like with the, the the guys, it's gonna be an issue. I'm hoping it's not, I don't want it to be like a woman situation, but I'm okay with the few, because again, I've, again, if anybody got a spam call, well, they call you on a Sunday for no reason. And then you're like, what is this? And thinking it's important. And then it's this nonsense. And you're like, really? Like you did all this for this? Like, and so anyway, I kind of like, it's not too far of a stretch to be upset about something like that because it can be kind of annoying. I, so I, it's not like too, I'm like, oh, what is this? Isn't like, that's too off. Cause not really. Cause I, I mean, personally, I would be annoyed by something like that if I already gave my answer. Uh, yeah, I, I basically uh, feel pretty similar to Kat. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad about the food. It's just like, this is ridiculous. I, but I know a lot of wrestling uh, storylines are very ridiculous. But I'm just like, girl, she said no. I don't understand what else we could do here. This is this is legal stuff. You can't just... But I also do agree with Wilson in, in the terms of uh, having a match for ownership. I think that would be a very cool uh, match, which, I mean, I, I'm sure it'll probably lead to that. And sadly, I don't think Fallon will win. I think that she will lose because uh, they just love chaos. Listen, you, you know how NXT is. They love chaos. I just don't see Fallon uh, winning for that reason, but I still watch it. I think it'll be a great match because Kiana is like top five, one of the best sellers in NXT, 100%. Yes, I agree. You guys have really good points there. I do agree with that, but like we all have said it's still in the blooming stages so we still have to wait and see where the feud goes but a, a bar a match for bar ownership you know is really good creatively because could could you imagine like it's so funny you you we mentioned we're mentioning bars and i'm just thinking about the apa could you even imagine them owning a bar and feuding over whether or not they're going to keep their stuff open and how and the place that they would like to party at like could you even imagine that like in the ruthless aggression era or slash attitude era? Like, I feel like that would have been really cool. So I feel like having two women do it, it would be really amazing because you're having one woman who has all these certifications and wants to buy it from her. And you also have this other woman who is a business owner. And that's very real. Women are business owners and they have to wheel and deal just like men do. So to see that level of it really might be cool. But we just got to wait and see creatively where they're going to go with it. Nice idea, though. I thought this is a really good conversation. And speaking of creative things, 
Shawn Michaels, the HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, the man in charge of NXT, Triple H's best friend, um, <laughs> and the wrestler who, who I love, seriously, made an important announcement on this episode of NXT. He announced that at NXT Deadline, which will be the last premium live event NXT will be having this year because this is November and we're winding up, um, is going to feature a brand new match. And the match is going to be one where five wrestlers between the men and the women um, will be facing off in these new Iron Survivor Challenge matches. And the winner to... Um, score the most falls in 25 minutes will go on to become the to become the number one contender for their prospective titles that they're going for in terms of the NXT championship and the NXT women's championship and something else that is included in the match is that I believe um at a certain point you have to each wrestler has to go inside of like a not a in kind of like a chamber or like a box or something and wait for 90 seconds until they go back into it. I think it's a, no, it's a penalty box. Um, and then they have to wait for 90 seconds until they are let back in the match. And basically whoever has the most pins will win the match and become a contender. So ladies, how are we feeling about this idea um, for NAC deadline? That's all right. Um, I guess we'll see how, I feel like there's like, I'm a little, iffy about as far as like who comes in last how much time they'll have um because i feel like that doesn't really like it seems a little off about that you know at least with a rumble you know there's 30 people but because there's 30 people it can be so many ways that can pull up and if you came in there last then so I, i'm not really like, i guess we'll see how it looks when we see it and then i can like give my like i guess my official thoughts but for right now it's like oh okay we'll see what they do with this Um, so yeah, I figured that they're probably gonna try and bring in a new stipulation type uh, match or concept because they lost war games. So I was like, yeah, okay, it's gonna happen. And then it's funny because I was talking to Bad Guy, uh, and then like literally a second later, Sean's making the announcement. I'm like, yeah, I figured you guys need something else because war games was such a important spectacle for NXT. So it's a huge loss for them because I, I assume they're not gonna have it double main roster and NXT somebody lost it and we know it was NXT so they needed something new to bring to the table I think the idea is you know it's interesting it's different so I'm excited to kind of see how it plays out um I think it will be very fun though if they pick the right people for it I definitely think this could be very very fun so I'm excited Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. It is something, you know, very different, like, in terms of finding, you know, a new contender. Um, and I really think, you know, they kind of sat down with this and really thought about it, I guess, in a sense. Um, from a creative standpoint, they really sat and thought about it. So I am interested in seeing how it's going to go down. Um, so, yeah, like, I think it's going to be a cool idea. But like Katrina said, to Katrina's point, we kind of have to see how it's going to work first um before we can really like give like a full-on opinion about it but from from the way it sounds it sounds like it's gonna be interesting and probably chaotic but maybe a good chaotic yeah <laughs> yes chaos and chaos in wrestling is 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 good sometimes sometimes so after that announcement we had another women's match between indy hartwell and um 
<laughs> between Indy Hartwell and Tatum Paxley. And Ivy Nile, of course, was out there because they have been tagging together, you know, over the past couple of months. And Indy Hartwell is just looking to prove that she just isn't here for people's games anymore in terms of having being with a group or being with a best friend or all that. Like she's trying to be uh, Miss I Can Do Bad all by myself. And honestly, like Indy was a little bit of a savage here. Like, as she was beating up on Tatum Paxley, she was crazy enough to actually rip off her mask from her that was protecting her face because I believe at one point one of her her face got injured or her nose was broken in a match or something and she actually snatched it off and then she wound up winning the match with a rolling low drop to the face and it was just really vicious to sort of see Indy Hartwell act this way because we've only ever seen her, you know, be nice. We've never really seen her be like, you know, like an angry heel like this, but she really was going off. And I was just like, girl, why? Why are you being so vicious? Why? But this is what she's doing. So Indy Hartwell won the match. But then after she won the match, she ran to Roxanne backstage, um, who, who we love. And, um, when Roxanne asked her, you know, why she was being so aggressive, um, Harwell was really angry about it. She was just like, look, I'm tired of depending on people and trying to play Miss Nice Girl. Like, if I'm going to try to, like, qualify for this in for this um, Iron um, Survivor Challenge, like, I really need to step up my game. And she's really not here for just trying to hold people's hands throughout it. Like, she's really like, look, like, this is new. This is the new me get used to it and i feel like this is they're sort of planting seeds for her and roxanne to possibly fight each other at some point but either way indy hartwell looked really vicious in this match so how are we feeling about this new attitude from indy hartwell i'm good with it i i've said before i i'm glad they're finally allowing her to kind of stand on her own two feet because she's always been with a group of people and like the whole group that she was with they kind of um they're gone or they're like on different brands now. And so I feel like, you know, she was nice, but again, if you're somebody who nobody's taking seriously or you're somebody who before was losing quite a few matches, uh, she's on a roll now, but before she was losing quite a few matches. And so if you're trying to, like, if I have to be taken seriously and this is the way I have to do it, I like, I, again, I'm sometimes iffy about the reasoning, but in this regard, I kind of understand because, you know, it's like, who is taking her too seriously? Who is taking her seriously if she's trying to be looked as a legitimate, like, force an NXT on her own two feet, you kind of have to like, sometimes being nice might not work. And so I kind of understand it. And so I'm, I'm okay with her being a lot more vicious and maybe this will mean that they will, again, it will be serious booking with her where you're like, okay, it won't be like, why are we questioning why she in a title picture or why she's having this matchup? It will be like, okay, it makes sense. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy uh, with regards to the, that, that they seem to have pulled the trigger on with her. And so I can't wait to see what they do with her next, but I'm actually okay with the attitude uh, change. I mean, it sucks because I do like Roxanne, but if that's where they're going with this, but I I think this about time <laughs> in regards to kind of standing on her own. And so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I feel like this is kind of where we all felt like Indy was going to end up. This is a person that not only has been taking a bunch of losses, but has lost so many people that were so integral to her character growth you know the way uh persia parada uh you know uh dexter it's like it's all a build-up and it happened all so within a close span of time 
and, and it's I think she hasn't had the right amount of time to build the grief of all that loss. So now it's coming out in a more she's, she's aggressive. She's doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know where to look because she's always had someone there to kind of point her in the direction where to look. Um, I definitely do see her turning and going after Roxanne because Roxanne is, I would say, their biggest baby face on NXT specifically. So what is the best way to establish yourself as a full-fledged heel? Go after the most beloved person. So I think it makes the most sense. Um, and I'm excited to just see them doing something with Indy. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. And and I and I'm glad that you guys mentioned the idea of Indy sort of losing all these people who she was associated with and people who were really close to her. And when you lose people like that, you sort of feel like, you know, you're in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you really don't care, you know, how you get whatever it is you want to get or need to get as long as you just get it and you don't and damn the consequences, right? So I find that so I actually agree with the fact that you guys, you know, saw that within Indy Hartwell, you know, having this new attitude and wanting to sort of jump on everyone to sort of prove that she can stand on her own two feet. Because, yeah, you can be nice, but sometimes people can take that niceness for granted and just think they can just run all over you. And Indy does not want anybody to just run all over her just because she's she was soft and sweet. So this attitude change is different, and I think that it'll only get better um the more you know she grows into it and attacking Roxanne oh my god like that would upset me but you know it would be you know on par with what's about to go down so I'm pretty okay with that um it would be it would be pretty interesting to see that happen it would be cool so in the comments um Chad said that he feels like Indy Hartwell is moving up the ranks and could make a big difference in the Iron Survivor and she could she really could she would be very imposing in that match so before we get to our last match though we had a message from scripts another message the final message from scripts and it had lots of rhyming words in it and everything it was almost like creepy dr seuss but Basically, <laughs> I can't really repeat all of what was said because I really because I would just be paraphrasing and I wouldn't do it justice. But basically, scripts is coming. And something funny that I did notice throughout the show, whenever there was a woman's segment going on, the lights would flicker. Like the lights would flicker and there would be some type of malfunction because it happened, it happened during the Indian, um, the indie and the indie match, and then it also happened during the entrances i believe of mandy and alba if not throughout the match and i was just like this is interesting like is is scripts gonna be a girl or something could scripts be a girl like i'm really interested to, to figure out who scripts will be next week and i hope it knocks our socks off <laughs> I really do because I just I just think it would be really it's going to be really interesting but in the comments if you're watching please tell us who you possibly think Scripps could be um last predictions from you girls who do y'all think Scripps is oh uh, I honestly don't know but I could I see it could be uh I can never get this guy's pronounce his name but Shayna said it earlier because he's we know he's coming like he, he's coming back like correctly and not like you know 
the nonsense that's been happening with his character before. And so it could very well be him. Um, I kind of think of any woman, if there's a woman, like who would I least expect? Because we got Ava Rain's debut. And I look, you know, when we get to that part, she came back. And so it's like, well, who else is left? <laughs> like that, I'll be like, hmm, this person was gone for a while, like surprise. And so I, I, I mean, I don't feel like any of the guys that were injured is popping back up that soon. Uh, and so I feel like he's like the only logical choice. I mean, they might pull a swerve on me, but I, I feel like that's the logical choice. So I, I kind of agree with Shayna with so early. I think that's who it is. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> really don't like the last time I really guessed was when I was trying to guess who was in the Ava Rain spot and that was completely off so after that I said I'm done guessing because clearly I'm always gonna be wrong um I just can't think of anyone like who is it like it's just so hard who is Chelsea Green so I said Chelsea Green that would be I you know I wouldn't be mad at it but I definitely would not have guessed that if it if it was we will know next week because I I just need to know who it is already I just need to know yeah I need to know too like it could be so many people because there's just so many people running around where we really just don't know you know where they stand in terms of what company they could go to so you never know it could be a man or a woman it could be anybody it could be Chelsea Green could be Deanna Perazzo could be Matt Cardona you just never know <laughs> could be Adam Cole I don't know could be Rikishi. I don't know like could be Rikishi as well never forget oh true or in a weird kind of way, it, I don't know. I, I actually know. I'm just gonna tell y'all that off camera. I'm not gonna say that on here. But moving forward, yeah, I'm not gonna say who who else it could be on here because it could be problematic. I don't want to start that. So moving on to the main event. <laughs> The main event was the last woman standing match for the NXT Women's Championship with Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire. And Mandy Rose's outfit was giving me Bella Twin. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, with her hat and everything, you know, I know it's Toxic Attraction hat. Like, it's a, it's a Mandy Rose hat. It's just like her entire outfit was just giving Bella Twins. And I'm just like, Wow. <laughs> It was just really cute to me. But yeah, either way, Alba Fire came out and she like she was really ready to go. And of course, there was no toxic attraction to help Mandy Rose because of course Alba Fire took out Gigi, my wife, and took out um and took out JC last week in the parking lot of the mall. So there was no toxic attraction. So Mandy had to go it alone. But for somebody who had to go it alone, she did pretty okay. Um, because last week I did mention how I how I was a little bit scared of her performance in this last woman standing match, considering she had never been in a match of this magnitude before. Um, but Alba Fire carries around a bat every day. So I'm just like, okay, well, she was about that action. She's about the action every day. So I was just like, okay, how is this going to go? But in this match, as you can see in this picture, Alba Fire was flying high. She was doing all kinds of crazy stuff like centon bombs. And they were utilizing the steel steps, trying to do tables, trying to do all kinds of things with ladders or whatnot. Like it was just a lot of cool stuff going on and lots of roughness going on there. Um, Jesus. There was even one point where Mandy Rose tried to go for her kissed by a rose um, finisher with her knee, but then fire smacked her in the knee with a steel chair. 
and then tore apart a piece of the steel chair and then locked her leg in a in a Boston crab, um, in a single leg Boston crab. And I was like, ow. Like, is Mandy going to continue to get up and fight on this bad knee at this point? And she did. She really did. Um, and then there was another point where Mandy actually flipped Alba Fire over the top rope um, floor and then knocked her off the apron. And then Fire got to her feet and she grabbed Rose for the gory bomb. It was just a really stellar match. But the way it ended, the way it ended, y'all, the way it ended, it ended with Alba Fire on top of the ladder preparing for this move right here, right in front of the Mandy Rose section. But she got sent off of the ladder by getting misted by a debuting Isla Dawn from NXT UK. And it sent her through the announce table and Mandy Rose was able to get to her feet before the 10 count. So Mandy was the last woman standing by hook or by crook. And she is still our NXT Women's Champion. And that is how that main event and all of NXT ended. Isla Dawn ruined Alba Fire's chances. And this is NXT UK. So, ladies, how are we feeling about the, the, the match as a whole? Each girl's performance in the match and how the match ended. Katrina needs to go first because her face is saying the most. I told you guys before <laughs> before we went live, I told you I was actually really upset with the shenanigans because I said, now, if she lost fairly, I would be like, you know what, sis, pack it up. As I said to JD earlier, you make your way to the back, you lost a couple of times. So I'm like, oh, we finally about to see some some solo action, no interference, and then voila, here we go again with somebody interfering. And I'm like, so we just gonna keep playing games. Like, I do think Mandy did better than I thought she was gonna do, but I love how ferocious uh, Alba was, but I was highly, 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 highly annoyed by that. I was like, are we, this will be doing NXT? Mm. People almost got some tweets. Had to reel it in, you know, and like let's not get crazy on the tweets because I almost got crazy. I was like, mm, what's this? What, 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 what? How we get <sighs> sis? Mandy almost went down. Okay, like I was like, yes, <laughs> and then no, <laughs> so upset. And so now it's like she, she every time she had an opportunity to win, some shenanigans happened. So I feel like, like yes, Mandy retained, but it's also like. You did, but then did she really lose if it's like, this is how she lost? And so it's one of those situations that I'm kind of annoyed by because I would have been perfectly fine with telling her, let it go, sis, if she would have lost that cleanly. But because it was another rat, I'm like, and how did we get to this is the interference that you just decided this one match, like, oh, this is the time for me to pop back up. Like, sis, you had all these weeks to pop up. Could have gave, gave yourself a little YouTube segment or something. I better do segments. Do segment. You don't have to go during the match where I was like, yes, Toxic Attraction is not here to do shenanigans. And so I was annoyed. I was highly upset. Uh, it was a good match, but I was highly upset because I'm like, y'all just keep having Mandy just hold on to this belt for no reason. Like, why? <sighs> I guess. And so I was I was mad, but it was a good match. I just was highly upset with the ending. I was, I was upset. So like I said, people almost got some tweets. Whoever was in charge of that decision see me okay because shenanigans shenanigans all right shay uh well yes i enjoyed this match actually i thought that 
with the amount of time that these women were given, I was looking at the clock like, okay, well, it's 9.50. What are we about to make happen here? This is a last woman standing match. I love Indy down. Trust me, I love Indy. But we definitely could have cut out that match so they could have given them proper amount of time for the match because having them 10 minutes and the fact that they pulled out what they did and that small amount of time, shout out to those women. But let's not do that again. In the future, give these women more time. Don't give them like 10 minutes and they like scream and have to do what they have to do. Um, but I did enjoy the match a lot. I feel like Mandy held her own. I feel like with every match that Mandy has, she gets more and more better. I do agree there was a lot of similarities in the looks department with her and uh, Nikki, but I I think for a little, uh, it kind of made me have this thought process of, okay, she's not about to lose because I feel like the look was a symbol, with symbol, symbolism, symbolism, geez, my brain. Nikki is the longest reigning where she was at one point. And so Mandy wants to go on that same journey Therefore, that's her kind of giving that symbolism of, look at me, look at the outfit, you see what's going on, and you know what's about to happen. And I also do get a lot of similarities between Team Bella and Toxic Attraction, to be honest. So it kind of made sense to me. Now, in terms of Isla Dawn, I don't know if maybe she's getting back at uh, Alba for her past when she was the champion in the UK, and they did have a title match uh, with each other before, obviously, Alba lost. So maybe that's a continuation of whatever that storyline was back in the UK of them, you know, being at odds and her not getting her rightful win for the title. So they can both fight over not getting their rightful wins now. So that's basically what the feud is. And I'm excited to see. And I've been wanting to see Isla. So I'm excited she's here now. Uh, I can't. I don't even. Oh, I feel bad because I can't remember the even the last time I saw Isla Dawn fight. Um, in NXT UK, because I believe one of the last times we did see her fight, she had a pretty good, she had a pretty good lights out match with Mako Satomura when she was NXT UK Women's Champion, and this was when we were actually covering NXT UK as well as NXT. Um, me and Kat were doing that um earlier this year, and Iowa was really good, you know, as a wrestler and character wise, it was very unique and really like something that you hadn't really seen that much of before from a woman from a woman's perspective it was very creepy and cool so i actually respected it and i was actually kind of sad that we weren't going to see more of it seeing as you know uk you know folded up because of the rebranding that they're doing and stuff so i'm glad that they're still you know debuting people um from NXT UK and actually putting them to work in different places and i feel like if you're going to make a make an impact this is this is the way to do it <laughs> even though it happened at a very inopportune time for you know a lot of people who felt like oh well you know alba really did have it in the bag you know isla really did you know pop off and make a good impression here you know in interfering with the match so that was cool and shay i do like your point that you mentioned about the bella um gear and the symbolism of that because nikki was the longest reigning divas um champion um at a, at the at a certain point in wwe of course before it before she lost it to charlotte flair so there's that component of it and then there's also po the possible component of the fact that people felt that nikki and her and her sister brie were both there and sort of discounted due to the fact that they were cute twin girls and they weren't and the fact that they you know were brought up 
on the main roster, you know, during a time in which women's wrestling in WWE wasn't taken as seriously, but they would come out in matches and hit the twin magic thing. And it would just be like a one and done type of thing. Um, but in the midst of that, they still, especially Nikki, um, improved on her game and still, you know, proved herself to be more than just, you know, a looks girl. And that's something, and that's a parallel that her and Mandy both have in common. And I thought, I think that's a very astute observation. Cause I was like, I know I'm not tripping. Like the outfit really gave me Bella stuff, but in the meantime, it was a pretty good match, you know, in the end. And Mandy did, you know, do the very best that she could in that match. She did really good for someone who had never really been in that tough of a stipulation of a match before. Um, but do you think she even knew that Isladon was going to do that? Or did she just take advantage of an opportunity that was just there? What do you guys think? I don't think she knew. Nah. I feel like that's a rant like that's a random thing to know <laughs> beside the fact that her girls are kind of like gone again i feel like you would think your concern would be on them and then holding on to your title so like if you magically knew this too i'm gonna have to again side eye whose decision did we decide that uh, magically she had psychic abilities to know like oh she about to come and help me win my title because it's like no i feel like realistically she shouldn't have known did she to advantage? Absolutely, because that's what people do, especially a heel. Uh, and so, but I was just like, oh, that just makes me look crazy every time I say, like, she about to lose this belt. And they're like, who you thought, Katrina? Let's make you look crazy. And now here we are again. And so, but I don't think she knew. I felt like that would be a little odd if she did, honestly, because, like, how would you make it make sense that she would know that? Yeah, you're right. And honestly, at this point, it's it's so crazy because it's just Mandy is a very opportunistic champion. And honestly, this was a very opportunistic moment for her. So honestly, I don't even I think I read somewhere I saw a graphic that somebody made saying that Mandy is now reaching. She is now, I believe, the third longest reigning NXT Women's Champion now. So she is reaching that point. And I feel like we ask this question every week, like, who is going to dethrone her? But I just don't know. It's just kind of hard to say at this point, because if it's not Alba Fire and they fought like twice now. And if it's not any of the other girls, then who could it be? Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's just hard spot. to say. Huh? We just I, you know, they love to do the whole, ooh, jealous. I'm kind of, you got something I don't have or you're doing better than I don't. It, it could very well be somebody who talks like attraction, honestly. And I feel like that will probably give her the most issue because they're a unit. I feel like if you, like, you know, there are people that clearly wrestle better than her. Uh, and NXT was like, yeah, I guess, whatever, it doesn't matter. But in this regard, in regards to like storyline purposes, I feel like if somebody can talk like attraction is the one she has that the person to take it from her, that will probably really like, I feel like that will mess with. I feel like that would be like decent enough storyline where it's like, okay, you kind of see there was a couple of times you kind of had to look like, hmm, I don't know, look a little, look, look a little, little jealous right there. And you wasn't really sure uh, if it was true happiness for the squad or for her rather. And so I feel like if that happens and the, Again, when you have her winning all these people who are, again, better, uh, it's like who and then will be believable enough that make, can make her lose, uh, not be on her game as much. 
if it's not somebody from her squad. So I can see that happening. Yeah, that would be deep. That would be really deep. Because can you imagine? Like, there was even a couple, I remember maybe a month ago or so. I don't know if I was overthinking it. But I did see Gigi kind of looking at the title one time. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel like if it's anybody that would turn on Mandy, it would possibly be Gigi. Because she just has, she, because it's like, aside from, you know, her ability, she just has, like, a personality that people just sort of gravitate to. Like, even in tag team matches where it's her or Mandy or her or JC, the crowd always chants for Gigi. So, if it is Gigi, then that would be really funny. Like, and it would be really interesting. So, yeah, it's just kind of hard to tell who is gonna, you know, actually be the one to do it. So, Shay, any final thoughts? Um, Yeah, I would definitely say... I feel like it would probably be Roxanne or Cora, but it definitely would be one of those two. Like, I'm not taking my mind off of that. Nobody else is right now convincing me that they could take it and really, really run with it right now. Those are the two biggest, like, contenders for me personally, and I'm just excited to see. Yep, there it is. Well, that was the end of NXT. And of course, you can always catch NXT on USA on Tuesday nights at 7 um, Central and 8 p.m. Eastern. And of course, you know, as long as NXT is popping off, we're going to be here on the show. And we're going to be talking about it. So, of course, thank you guys for watching on all of our platforms on Twitch, YouTube and Facebook. So, in the meantime, we're going to run down everybody's, you know, stuff and credentials. So, Katrina, tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Uh, you can find me on Cat We Trust, uh, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, Eza3. Uh, the last two panels, the New York Comic Con panel, which these two lovely ladies were a part of for New York. Uh, that is on my YouTube, as well as the one that was in the UK uh, as well. So, that's on there. Definitely check them out. I will be in LA uh, on the weekend of December 2nd. So it's December 4th, uh, once again with the panel, but with some ladies from the Cali area, which is pretty awesome. And so if you are in the LA area and you want to like, hey, Katrina, what's up? In a good way, because let's not don't, don't be weird. But yeah, in a nice way, sure. I would love to meet you and say hi. Uh, and I'm trying to do more uh, stuff on my channel. I totally slacked. Uh, but I'm getting better, hopefully. <laughs> and I did just do an interview uh, yesterday uh, with Stephanie, which was pretty cool because I have my first wrestling interview. And so I've never done one on the other side. So it's pretty cool, pretty fun chat. So that's definitely go follow her page and check that out on her channels. Uh, yes, you can catch me uh, on Unpopular Review every Tuesday as we review NXT directly after with Bad Guy Jack. Uh, I also do a review for The Challenge. It's a reality show on Wednesdays at 9.30 as well. Uh, and you can also catch me uh, with an episode every Monday for The Big Pop Theory, my newest podcast, where we kind of cover all current events of wrestling. So, and you can see my at name. I finally put it here. I remember to put it here. See? Shea Sawyer. Everything with the underscore, you can find me just like that. <laughs> All right. And also know you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Like Katrina said, she was, she did just do an interview with me on the season five premiere. 
of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, and it's new and revamped. So from now on, I will be doing my episodes on video and audio as well, and it will be edited. So I'm cleaning some stuff up and sprucing some things up so you can see my face and it can be more visually appealing. So please check that out. Follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. And the interview between me and Katrina is up on my YouTube channel under the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So go on there, subscribe, find it. It was really cool to talk to her about her wrestling career and talk to her about these panels, you know, that we've been doing. Like, it's been really crazy, but she is the visionary behind it. So I just wanted to talk to her on the show. So it was a really great conversation. So please check it out. It was great. So, but please find and follow us women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet on instagram and twitter at ww talk pod check out our website at www.talkpod.com where we have merchandise all of our interviews all of our articles and stuff that's written by our fabulous um, writers team and check out all the people on the staff and get to know us more because of course our bios are on there and if they're not on there they're going to be pretty soon so please check out all of that and get to know us and figure out you know what makes us tick and what inspires us you know moving forward as a unit and as a network um, that centers on women's wrestling because it deserves it right but we talk about all the wrestling so it's okay so um please subscribe to our youtube channel and then ring the bell so you can get all the notifications like on facebook and follow us on twitch if you have a mind to so you we've got going on because we always got something going on every day so in the meantime in between time this is women's wrestling talk number one wrestling show on the planet and until next bye y'all Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.